Mr. Rob, what is happening today? How are you doing, my brother? It's, it's going it's, great, man. It's a sunny day in Carolina. It's a good day. Thanksgiving's coming up this week. You're right, man. And I'm ready for a couple of days off. You know, this is my favorite time of the year. Between now and New Year's Day, this yeah. is this rocks, man. I love this time of the year. Right now, I I live for this all year long. Yeah, it's kind of man. that's kind of me too. You know, you get you get you get Thanksgiving holiday, which I really enjoy. And then you get, you know, a couple of weeks and then Christmas, you're fine. Everybody's kind of pushing to the end of the year. It, uh, yeah, I like it. The most yeah. worthless, the most worthless holiday to me, though, is New Year's Day. I hate New Year's Day. I don't know why. It's, it's football games, brother. I know football games. It's just, I don't know. It's like, look, let's just get back. Let's get back to it. Plenty of holidays. Let's get back to it. But uh, you don't like it be, because you're completely hungover. That's why I don't no, like I it. No, I don't drink that much. You're I don't drink, at four o'clock in I, the afternoon. I don't drink anymore. So it's uh, yeah, well, I yeah, like maybe you know, a glass of wine or two a night. And that's about it. So uh, what's all I mean, that whiskey doing in the cabinet behind you? Yeah, there's no whiskey in the cabinet. Huh? <laughs> tough, no, tough, tough shelf stuff. No, no whiskey in the cabinet here. So it's all yeah. good. But uh, so hey, look, let's do this. Yeah, I was I was having a conversation with some people the other day, and they're like talking about A players. How do you know? Oh, yeah. You know, one everybody wants A players. Yeah, you know, look, you know, you know, talking about A players, B players, C players. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that 80 percent of the people, or I'm sorry, 20 percent of the people in your in organizations do 80 percent of the work. Yeah. But let's talk about yeah. You know, hey, look, how do you know when you've got a rock star? How does a company know when they're recruiting, when they're bringing on somebody that's that's just going to knock it out of the park for them versus somebody who's going to yeah do okay? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So think? my my answer to that is specific. Okay, so that's a broad that's a broad spectrum. What's an A player? But let me just give you in my in my insurance world or my recruiting world. Okay, yeah. what my job is in terms of A players, and this is what an A player is. It's a person that has the experience, skills, and the attributes that's in direct alignment with the client's strategic vision and culture. That, to me, is an A player. That's so it. Got, say that, so they got the skills and the attributes. They've got the skills, experience, attributes, and interests yeah. that are in direct alignment with the client's Yep. Strategic vision and corporate culture. That like is an A player, brother. Yeah, I like that because you can take a great, you can take somebody who's awesome and put them into yeah. a company. But that's an A alive. player. Yeah. No, I so agree. That's, that's how I apply that towards my business. Now, in terms of an A player in general, if you want to cut across industries, sports, entertainment, whatever, politics, yeah. Well, you can leave politics. I, I, I would say these five things. I've actually thought about this a lot. Mm -hmm. Number one, you got to have grit. Yep. Number two, number two, mental acuity, which is really situational awareness. Yep. Task switching, learnability. I think three is drive. You know, the ability to to have discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, leadership is another one. You know authenticity, decisiveness, accountability, all comes under leadership. And I would say team ability, you know, mm -hmm. humility, the ability to act 
within a team. And mm-hmm. I get that mostly from my work in special operation forces, but I think it's grit, mental acuity, drive, leadership, and team ability. Yeah. If you have yeah. somebody that has those, you're probably an A player. Yeah. But there's other things too, like experience level, you know, but experience level is on a resume. But you know what they say in the recruiting business? People are hired. People are hired for what they've done, but they're fired for who they are. You want to go into that a little bit more? People are people are hired yeah. for what they've done. Right. The resume, right? Experience. Yeah. Yep. But they're always fired for who they are. Yep. What do you mean they're fired? And that's where you want to, what do you mean they're fired yep. for who they are? They're fired for who they are. Character issues. Now have the attributes, whatever it is. Yep. And this and this is what they pay you and I the very big bucks for, brother. Yeah. That's what they pay us for. That's what they pay us for. Well, they, well, they pay us. Look, yeah, at the end of the day, our our job is to I'm starting to turn down a lot of work. Yeah, of course. I'm, man. Turning, I, I'm just turning it down. Like, you know, and it comes down to this. If a company calls me up, we need a rock star salesperson, just you know, sales, sales leader. We need a rock star sales leader. All right. So a rock star sales leader at your competition leads a five or six person team. They're making call it 200 grand plus whatever. Um, what are you going to offer them? What, you know, what are they, what are you going to offer them to, to walk across the street to you? If I found the, you know, the, the diamond in the rough or the pearl or whatever you want to call it and presented it to you on a platter, what are you going to offer that person that's different than what they have now? And if they okay. hem, if they hem or they haw, I'm out. I'm out because it's you, yeah. you're just you're just chasing something that's not you know because you know, you're yeah. just chasing you're just chasing something that's not doable. I'm going to do a podcast on this. So here's what I think the two answers are. Yeah, I've done a lot of soul searching on this. I've actually met with, believe it or not, seven of my top 14 clients. I met personally yeah. even during this COVID thing. Mm-hmm. I asked them the same question. The big question came up was this great resignation. Where's all the talent? How can we get a talent right? Hmm. And I told them, based upon all my conversations with my A talent, A plus, A plus candidates, mm-hmm. there's two things that they're looking for, and it ain't money. Mm-hmm. Here's the two things, okay? Number one, they're looking for purpose. Mm-hmm. What is this company in opera? What is this company doing? What is your purpose? Mm-hmm. What are your objectives? If, mm-hmm. I, if I'm going to work for you, tell me, what is the vision? Where, where are we going? Am I mm-hmm. getting on a rocket ship? Or am I getting on a float in an above-ground swimming pool? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what is the purpose? Number two mm-hmm. is even more basic. People want respect. Mm-hmm. People want buy-in. They want to be heard. They want somebody that's going to listen to them. Mm-hmm. If you... Yeah, if you have, you know, if you're not doing that, your talent's going to walk out the door, particularly yeah. young talent. Now I'm talking about people because my business right now has totally pivoted. I'm, I'm, I'm recruiting and hunting down people that are between 25 and 40. Okay. That's what my clients want. So my, I'm a little bit skewed towards the, toward that, towards that next generation. But I'm telling you, man, these people want respect, mm-hmm. and they want that they want to be heard. They want purpose. 
Mm-hmm. That's why they exchange a known for an unknown. Because think about it. We're not calling up people who've been out of work six months. We're calling mm-hmm. up people. They don't need to pick up the phone. They're like, you know, Rob, I'm kind of happy now. You know, I don't really have time for the call. And I got to say, wait, wait, wait. Let me let me talk about this opportunity. Let me throw something what, else here. What's going through their mind is, hey, dude, I'm exchanging a known for an unknown. Yep. There better be something good. And yep. it, it ain't just money, you know? Yeah, yeah, here's that's what I think it is. Yeah. yeah, you know, here's it's interesting. I mean, I've read a lot of books. There's this one book out there called Who. It was written by these guys, a consulting consulting group, GH Smart. And actually, you may have been the person a couple of years ago that turned me on the book. I kind of I kind of went through their process. I was like, you know, GH Smart? Yes, I, yeah, I did G, turn it was GH Smart. You remember those guys? Yeah. GH Smart? Yes, I turned on, I, I sent yeah. that book to you as a Christmas present because I remember. I didn't get a present back. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheap, but they wrote. They, yeah, they talk about you know the thread of the reference, all that stuff. I'm like, you know, I don't like that. I don't. I read, I've gone through that book a couple of times, and they. I think they talk a good game, but in today's world, they would turn off. Yeah. Anybody who's willing to go through that level yeah. of embarrassment. Yeah. Is I would question. I would question seriously. So. Yeah. So, so here's here's what I look. Here's here's how I know. I've got somebody who I really want to talk to or who my clients would really want to talk to. I got my pen and paper. I got when, I, when they're on the phone, they can rattle off their achievement. They can rattle off the things, the five things that they're most proud of in, 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 in 30 seconds in a clear, concise manner. And they can talk about, hey, when I was in high school, I was captain of the football, baseball, basketball, hockey, lacrosse, whatever. When they were in college, they can talk about, you know, hey, I worked 30 hours a week and made all A's and I led whatever else. They can talk about their business experience, their business achievements and say, I've been promoted three times in nine years and I have you know, done boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And they know exactly what they've accomplished. Yeah. The people that scare the heck out of me, quite frankly, the ones who go, oh, I got to go back through my notes on that. You know, yeah. Look, I, I can tell you exactly where I was in, in my business, in my life. I can tell you exactly. I can go back 20 years and tell you exactly what I sold. You know, when I was still in industry. Um, and I can always I can do it. Yeah. And, and it comes down to like, yeah, people, got the, the people that look, you know, you know, nobody wants to keep a scorecard of themselves, but at the end of the day, you know, life's a little bit of a scorecard. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's oh, I can remember playing football as a freshman and knocking and the coach telling me knock that quarterback out of the game. And the next play, I knocked him out of the damn game. Mm-hmm. It was a dirty hit, but I knocked him right out of the game. And I can still remember doing that, just like it was yesterday. I can still see the guys blindsiding this guy between the shoulder blades and knocking him right into the ground. I can still yeah. see the look in his face, you know. Yeah, no, and I can think, and so that that fifty it's, years it's, later, yeah, you know? it's kind of it, but you know, but then on the flip side too, you get yeah, you, know, you. It's like you said, people are hired for what they achieved, and they're fired for who they are. But you know, here's the interesting thing too: is that a lot of people think sales. They think to be a very accomplished sales exec or a very successful sales sales exec, the fella or the gal has to be this gregarious, high energy. Yeah, that's great. You know, we want somebody who's willing to run through a barn door, you know, all the stupid cliches. And like, time out. 
today, in today's day and age, does your client is that what your is that what your customer wants? Do they want some yeah. gregarious person who's confident? You know, you know, no, they don't. Yeah, you know, they want they want an expert who can clearly define, explain what the product is, why it's going to work, why it's going to work for your customer specifically. And that person may be, quite frankly, quite shy or introverted, but they understand the market. They understand the the they understand the uh, uh, the product. They understand the industry. They understand they understand a whole lot of stuff. And by the way, they've got high EQ, you know, very high emotional intelligence. Yeah. So I talk to the customers like, you know, hey, look, you know, this is a person who's achieved a lot, who's done a lot. If you listen to yeah. their story. Yeah, you know, if you really listen to their story, you know, yeah. Hey, uh, you'll get some great well, stuff. Can we talk about women on this show? Yeah, man. I, I mean, women, women, yeah. women. Can we talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about women. Women are very empathetic individuals. Yep. You know, they actively listen. It's a motherly instinct, I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think, I really do think, and people will argue with me about this, but I really do think by far mm -hmm. women in any sort of a consultative selling role mm -hmm. are by far the best salespeople out there because they listen like 80% of the time and they talk 20% and they gather information. And I think people appreciate being listened to and they gather all this information because so, so, so what they do is they eventually seek clarification. You know what I mean? They listen actively, seek clarification, and they get, and because they clarify, they get to the yes or the no. Mm -hmm. And they close the deal. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think what you say is absolutely right. It's not, it's not about the big man on campus, the center of attention, the life of the party. Most of your best salesmen, A, I think are females, and B, are people that are maybe trend towards maybe even a little bit of introversion, you know, the INTJ versus ENTJ, and are just really good listeners. I think, um, I, yeah, I, I, I placed a lady as a senior vice president this year, well-known company. And she was introduced to me, I'm going to say probably 18 months ago. By a former coworker of hers, former, you know, former person who, you know, one of her former bosses introduced me to her. And she was sort of director on, on the road to VP level at a big company. And she's like, what's I go, what do you do? What what's your role there? She's like, I am the fig, I fix broken stuff. I get I all it. these broken programs. And I fix them. I've got really good organizational skills. You know, that's my thing. I, I just, I can get things I can get. I got, and she was phenomenal. Phenomenal leader. Phenomenal. Great organizer. You listen to her story. And, 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 uh, you know, she's, she says, well, I go, I was asking her about it. What's your story? She goes, I grew up on a farm in Mississippi and my parents were poor enough to qualify for food stamps, but too proud to take them. I'm like, okay. She goes, so we grew up with no money and I earned a scholar. I earned a college scholarship, academic scholarship. Nice. And then, you know, I'm like, you're somebody I want to talk to. You got the grit. I'm going to go the through grit, your, man. I'm going to go through your real, I'm going to go through your list. Grit, check. Mental acuity. Absolutely. Drive. 
Yeah, poverty. You know, you're, you're you come out of poverty, you never want to go back, right? Yeah. Leadership, best probably one of the best leaders um, I've met in a long time. Oh, Accountab accountability. Yep. Team ability plays well in the team. Yep. Listens well. Yep. Has already got a reputation from her new company of she's a little bit quiet. But when you go back and you read the you sort of read the you know, what did you what, what are your takeaways from this meeting? She goes, well, this is what we talked about. Boom, 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 boom. And everybody's yeah. like, well, everybody's yeah. like, whoa, yeah. um, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal leader. Um, and the other thing, too, is um, leadership and management are two completely different things, too. So, absolutely. I mean, a lot, a lot depends. We talk eight players, but you know, a lot really depends on what we're looking for, too. Because, again, I, I go back to that model. You know, you got you got to find somebody with the skills, attributes experience and interest level it's got to be in direct alignment with with what the client's you know corporate vision and uh you know st strategic vision is so i mean a lot has to do with what are the client's needs in our business you know this as well as i do i mean the reason why we're successful is because we listen to what our clients want that's executive search once i find out what my client wants i get my fishing pole and i go fishing you know I don't necessarily deliver what my client tells me they want. That's interesting. And I don't think that they pay us to, to yeah, hey, look, yeah, here's what we want. Like, no. Yeah, because because realistically, you've seen, you've seen of all the agencies up in your neck of the woods that you've worked with, you've seen 50 of them. Yeah. And you know what works and you know what doesn't, right? And you, you know, so yeah, you know, they see it from their, they see it from their side of side of the they see. They see the world from what they know. Yeah, I know. You know, if you've never been out, out of that world, you don't know any different, right? Absolutely. Um, I know where you're you, going. You don't know any different. So yes, you see a whole right. bunch of things. So I see a whole bunch of things, too. I, I, give, I, I placed a guy with a company recently um, as, a, as a, a senior sales guy. And they said, we want somebody who's got, you know, it's the same stuff. We want the, we want the relationships. We want the, you know, the door opener. We want the, yeah, the pie in the sky stuff. And what I pushed him to, what I pushed him to was a fella who didn't have any of that, but he was smart and he knew their product well. And he had been working at a competitor designing competing products and he had started three little companies, so he's entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, yeah. all right. And I'll just say, he, you know, and he had a uh, he had a degree from MIT. He's got a bachelor's of uh, aerospace engineering from MIT. Nice. Flew three different airplanes wow. in the Air Force in combat. And I think he's got a little bit of mental acuity. Mental acuity. So I said, yeah, why don't you talk to this guy because this is somebody you're gonna, yeah, we can get him into the doors of the people you need to talk to. Yeah. Hell, I threw him a bunch of leads. Yeah. He's, kill he's killing it. He's killing yeah. it. The company was like, he doesn't have anything what we're looking for. I'm like, yeah, but he's got a lot of intelligence. You give me a lot of intelligence, a lot of drive, a lot of team ability. Yeah, that's it, man. That's no. what they're that's what they're gonna look for. And you know who our best clients are. So this is this is why I love what I do because you know, after doing this for almost 20 years, I got great clients down there. The clients I have are just are just unbelievable because I've already called the herd. I've already shit canned probably a dozen clients because mm -hmm. of exactly what you said. The clients I have now, if I find somebody mm -hmm. that I really, really like, that has all these 
properties. They get the drive, the you know, the, the their teammates, they got the attributes, the skills. I can call them up and say, I highly suggest you talk to this person. And they talk to them. That's my client. Yeah. If I if somebody hires me to say, here's what we want, I send a resume in and say, you got to talk to this person. I don't hear anything for three days. Well, we're not interested. Really? Well, what the hell are you hiring me for? You know what right. I mean? Why don't you just go put a you know, put an ad in the on monster.com and collect resumes? Thank you very much, but I'm not working with you anymore. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna start recruiting your people. Yeah. Oh, here's what I love. I got fired. Yeah, yeah. I love like, doing I, that. Because I you're a lousy company. Yeah. And I don't say that to them, but basically, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I've determined that you are a bunch of freaking ass clowns. So now I'm going to empty out your parking lot. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You know, I got, I got kicked. I got fired from, I got fired from the Kai a couple of years ago. And I loved it. I loved it. Oh yeah. I love I, it. I brought him, I brought this fellow. He's a, he's a superstar guys, a absolute superstar. And I sent him over to the, you know, sent him over to the client and the client and I are talking but it's a big company, right? It's now a big company. You know, the guy who hires me and I are talking and he's like, yeah, I love the background. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's get them on the list. Well, all of a sudden now, big company, you get somebody coming in the middle. This always just, I, I won't, I won't do it. it, it it's yeah. a non-starter for me now. I, I know what you're going to say. So some internal person comes in and says, well, I need to talk to this person. Exactly. Yeah. Why? HR, right? Why? Yeah. Why? Well, because you know, I have this responsibility of recruiting in this company, and we need to make sure that this person, I'm like, mm, I'm not feeling comfortable here. And I'll tell you what happens. So the guy I'm working with calls me up and says, "Hey, look, just play nice. Just play nice with this person, just yeah. so we can facilitate the process." I'm like, all right, I'll play nice. And I let, nice. I, let I let the internal person talk to the candidate. Oh, and, and it was a disaster. To the point where the guy called me up and said, Don't, don't ever call me again. Yeah. Don't ever. I, I mean, it was like you know, he, it, he was sort of like, yeah, you know, it was he was being facetious, but it was so bad. He calls me up and says, I'm out. And I go, why are you out? She goes, Because the person I talked to had no idea what I do. She had no idea what. My yeah. skill level was. She had no idea who I work for now or what, you know, what the last three people I've worked for in my, you know, in my career. No clue. And, 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 you know, she's making this evaluation. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I mean, that's where, you know, so that's where I say, you know, you know that's where I say to companies, hey, look, you know, no, you're not, you know, it's not, you know, it's not Burger King. You know, you, you don't get it your way all the time. And, if, and that's okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare out there. I mean, when you start dealing with HR. Yeah. First of all, HR hates guys like us. They hate us. No, not necessarily. I mean, once they, in a they while want, you meet somebody with HR. They want a few, they want to find a few really good search people that they can work with. Yeah, maybe. But they I've always find, found that these guys are throwing up roadblocks left and right. Now, I, I will say that my clients, I get along with all the HR people. They're really good. That's one of the reasons why I fire clients, actually, is because they put HR between me and the hiring authority. Mm -hmm. but, you know, but like you said, I have to say, that, you know, there are good HR departments. Yeah. No, I mean, look, you know, at the end of the day, an HR, yeah, good HR person wants two or three really good 
search people that they can work for work with like there's some stuff that i don't i won't do there's there's roles that i yeah you want engineers no i'm not doing engineers you need a financial analyst no i'm not doing that you need a cfo yeah i'll get you cfo there's not there's stuff that i'm not i'm not really the right person to, to talk to so they need you know they need kind of a, a gaggle of search consultants with different skill sets who can help them with different roles I, you know quite frankly I, I if someone called me up and said hey we need an hr vp i'm like yeah, good luck with that i'm not i'm not the right person um hey, what about this greg so you find an a plus player yep okay. hr person intervenes right so oh, you got to we got to test this guy we, we, we got to give him a no nope. uh, a behavioral nope. assessment personality profile and you know what if he doesn't pass then i'm sorry what do you do? Well, sometimes, you know, sometimes it depends. Like uh, I just worked with private equity group, you know, placed a CEO with private equity group and they wanted the, uh, I, was it the performance index? They wanted somebody to do a performance index. They have some unique cultural things that they're looking for in their, and they found a, a, they found a certain CEO that works really good in their private equity group. And they're yeah. like, hey, look, yeah. you know, take this because we want to know if you, if we're going to be aligned culturally. They benchmark it, yeah. They benchmark it. it, right? Yeah. And if they're not, if there's not a good cultural fit, you know, hey, look, it's you're trying to push up, yeah, you know, the square peg in the round hole. Yeah, I, I got type it. of deal. Um, but a lot of time, but but if you try to test their skills, you know, that's a non-starter. If you want to test their culture, fine. But if you want to give them some sort of skills test or something like that, most people are like, ah, I'm not doing that. You get out. Most of your good people, you know, somebody's really good when they're walking away from it. You know, they're going, nah, it's, if they're doing, if, if this is their process, I'm out. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not going down that path. Um, hey, so another thing on A plus players. Okay. So this is how I measure an A plus player. You know, I, I did a podcast on this about three years ago. It got a, it's out of my 81 podcasts. This is number three. Okay. Right. I call it the NFL draft board. Yeah. I, I go through my podcast and actually explain to people how in my office, mm -hmm. you can't see it here because I've got my advertisement up in the background, MRF. Uh, mm -hmm. And I've got a board. If you can imagine, if you put two king size beds together, that's my back wall of my office. Okay. It's set up in a matrix. I have my top 10 candidates listed mm -hmm. on the board for producer and account manager in both employee benefits, property and casualty, mm -hmm. and financial services. And one of the key areas that we, we come up with a score, okay? And this score has to equal 90 to get you on this board. Those are my X factor people. One of the big ones that's highly weighted is commitment in responsiveness to our process. Mm -hmm. I could find God out there, right? But if God doesn't communicate with me and God doesn't accept our process, mm -hmm. you're out, man. Mm -hmm. So you've got to, I mean, you know, to all the eight players out there, if you're going to work with Craig or I, you know, hey, if you're a prima donna, fine. I don't care. But you got to go by the process. And you have to text me back when I text you. You have to right. email me right. back within 24 hours. Otherwise, you're not an A player. Well, think about Aaron Rodgers. You know, he put up all, he was having his little hissy fit over the, you know, last summer. And, you know, he got so distracted having his little hissy fit 
that he gets blown out 39 to nothing in his first game of the season, right? Yeah. I think there's a little wake-up call to him to go, hey, maybe I need to focus on that's what, that which is important to me. Maybe I need to quit being a prima donna yeah. and start, you know, being a team leader again. And, you know, I, I suspect he's right at, he's right at the ship. But, you know, I always call it, that's the ego is not your amigo syndrome. <laughs> yeah, right. People, they, they let their ego, they, they let their ego start to damn, they, they let their ego get in the way. You know, they, they, they just... I know you and I have a different view on prima donna stuff. Yeah. I happen to like prima. I mean, I think every organization needs a couple of prima donnas, you know, like a Ronaldo. Do you I, know I where prima it, donna came up? You know, prima donna was used, that originated to describe opera stars. Yeah. Prima donna. It's an Italian word. Yeah. So it originally started as a very positive descriptor, but it, yeah. it's kind of been turned into something very very you know very very negative but well, i think yeah, i don't have a problem with prima donnas actually uh, well prima donnas are fine with me as long as they're as they're as they're lead they're they're not they're as long as their success is not coming at the expense of everybody else oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but they don't have to be team leaders though either they're not leaders yeah. you can have phenomenal prima yeah no they're more individual contributors um yeah, what are you yeah. looking for? When you're looking for a leader of the organization, you're you're looking for somebody who's got high emotional intelligence, yeah, who can relate up, they can manage up, and they can manage down, and they feel very comfortable in either the boardroom, you know, equally as comfortable in the boardroom as they do on the on the the ground floor. You're on the on the factory floor, um, and they've got good, yeah, you know, they've got good, they can motivate people. They can, you know, they can drive people. Yes, exactly. But if you're that prima donna whose expense comes, and we were talking, I was at, I was at lunch with an old work colleague. We we're talking about this CFO. Um, you know, I'll just, I'll just say it. We were talking about the C, the former CFO of Gulfstream Aircraft, and she was an incredible finance leader, but she had the people skills. She had no people skills. Hmm. Her idea of yeah, her idea of leadership was just beating everybody into submission and threatening them with their jobs. Yeah, that's great. You know, she'd make people wait for hours. That's what you remember, Marissa Mayer at Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. That's what her downfall was. Was her ego, and she would make people. Wait, she would make people wait for five, six hours. Nobody could get anything done because they needed to go have a, a meeting with Marissa, and she'd make them just because she could. She would make them wait for five or six hours outside her door while she took meetings or did photo shoots or, you know, yeah, very poor leadership there from a C-level executive because she did not value the input, the time, or the ability of the rest of her team. Yeah. Well, you take, you know, you take some of your hard, co you, you, know, you take some of your hard coaches that you, you know, some of the coaches out there who are good drivers, you know, they value, they may be hard people to work for. They may be very demanding, but they're very respectful. And I think that's. The yeah. Point. You know, and, and the ones that aren't. The reason why I like the NFL so much, I don't like it as much as I used to for a couple of different reasons, but I still watch it. And it's very interesting because what you just said is true. You look at NFL teams and coaches, it's a microcosm of corporate America, of any big organization. You think, you think I got like Bill Parcells, right? Mm -hmm. Hard driver. But man, 
you know, he didn't respect a lot of the players. He he, he liked the LTs of the world, like the Lawrence Taylors, and the, those were his guys, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else, he would just run them into the ground. A guy like that, and a C- CEOs like this, they're really good for like three or four years, but they burn out. They mm-hmm. burn people out, and then they crash and burn. On to the next gig. Mm-hmm. Three years here, three years there, three years mm-hmm. here, three years there. Yeah, and that's that, that's one of the things. I yeah, that's to me defines like a what's an A CEO. Yeah, I built it. We did great. We 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 sold it. We did whatever. It was time for me to go and hand it over to the next person, and yeah. then I was on to something bigger and better. Yeah, the next thing well, versus, versus you know I'm I'm they're they're moving towards things. Yeah, and that's the one thing I love to hear from executives i'm talking with who want to make a job job change that's how i know they're really good at what they do they're not running from something they're not just looking to change geography they're moving towards a goal that they have in their brain yes exactly. i've done as much as i i grew this place to this amount i can't do yeah. any more my little, or yeah, one guy I was talking to was a GE. He goes, yeah, my little $10 million P&L, which I grow 10% a year, is, is, is a rounding error inside a GE. I want to go to a place where I can make a big difference. I'm like, ooh, I love that. Okay. No, I'm writing this down because that, that's interesting. Running towards something. That makes they're a lot running, of sense. They're, they're moving towards something and they're not running away. They're not trying to get before they got got. Right, exactly. You know, I got to get the hell out <laughs> yeah. of here before my boss fires me. Okay. Before they find out, I haven't really done anything. I'm just really good in politics. Right, 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 right. You know, and, and you know, you know, there's people out there that everybody knows them. It's like, uh, yeah, Very it's, good it's the, the Kim Kardashians of business. Everybody knows yeah. them, but nobody knows what they do. Right. Um, I'm not exactly sure what they do, but everybody knows them in the company. Everybody likes them. But yeah. then if you start to push them and go, hey, what have you done? Well, that's really that's really very perspicacious. Yeah, that, that's really good. Running towards something. I have to remember that because yeah. it is true. Sometimes you call somebody and they're like, yeah, this is an interesting opportunity, Rob. And then I'll say, well, you know, what would an opportunity have to look like to make it worth your while to really exchange that unknown for known? Right. And if they don't have a good answer, I'm like, why would this person ever leave? There's got to be yeah. something more to the story, you know? And, yeah, well, yeah. and it's a person, you know, it's a person like that. I had a, you know, I had a candidate like this a month ago. Yeah. Actually, I had a candidate. Mm-hmm. She was making $95,000 a year. Mm-hmm. She lived in Massachusetts. She lived 90 minutes away from her office. I called her up and I said, hey, I've got an opportunity for you down here in Washington, D.C. It's 100% remote. She goes, oh my gosh, really? It's fantastic. She was uh, she was a personal lines private private client, which is high net worth individuals. So she goes, you know, I I can't do this ninety minute drive anymore. She goes, I'll take this job. I'll do a lateral if I can make ninety five with these guys. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. And then I asked her the question. I said, but what is it about your company? I mean, is it too small, too large? You're not happy with your boss? I mean, what else are you looking for? She goes. She really couldn't come up with an answer. And back, she said, I'm pretty happy there. You know, it's just this damn commute. And I told the client, I said, you know, if you really want her, we should give her like a $20,000 raise because if she's going to take the same amount of money 
she's going to go in and resign. And her boss is just going to say, oh, if you want to work remote, sure, go ahead and work remote. And she's going to take a counter offer, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. I knew it. I worked on the counter as hard as I could. Now, what would a person that you know, I, I asked her, I said, hey, hey, Sally, what do you think of a person that takes a counter offer anyways after she commits in an offer? Went, oh, my gosh, bad character. I would never do that. You know, I try and work on these people psychologically, you know, but I even told the client, I said, I'll guarantee you, if she walks in there and resigns and they say, hey, you can work at home. She's going to take the counter offer. And that's exactly what she did. With a straight face, she sent me a quick one-sentence email. Rob, you're a great recruiter. Love the client. Thank you very much. But I've decided to stay with my current employer. They offered me 100% remote. They were, she was not running towards something. You're exactly right. Yep. So there was no positive motivation there. Nothing. Nope. If you're not moving towards something, yeah, you're out. And that's and, a good one. And, and, but that's 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 what you know, that's that's ultimately what I'm trying to glean in a conversation with somebody. What do you yeah. what do you look what are you moving towards? And and they better be able to they better be able to define it. Um, you know, that which they are looking for. Yeah. In their next the question I ask them is what would a perfect opportunity for you look like? Mm-hmm. Describe it to me. And then if they really can't do that, they don't know. I don't know, Rob. Just I'm just looking. How about the how about the candidate who says, "Hey, I just wanted to take the phone call. It never hurts. It never hurts to hear what's out there. Tell me what's out there, Rob." And the guy is like pretty happy where he is. There's no motivation. Well, you know, hey, look, when the headhunter gets headhunted, I got headhunted last year by by a big firm. They're like, "Yeah, I'll talk to you. Sure. I mean, let's have a conversation." Yeah. But ultimately, it came down to the onus was on them. You know, I told them, "Hey, look, here's me. Here's my business. Here's what I'm doing. Here much. Here's how much money I make. I'm not unhappy. But if you can make my life, you know, simpler, more lucrative, easier in some way, shape, or form, sure, I'll have the conversation. But the onus is on you to do that. Yeah, right. And it yeah. came down to they didn't have anything to offer me. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah." yeah. No, I'll have the conversation. I'll have a couple of conversations with you, but ultimately, no, there's nothing there. How would you ever, I mean, how would you ever, I mean, how could you ever find yourself in a situation where you would be willing to give up your freedom, though? If, no, if I would. Well, that's ultimately, but yeah, hey, look, like I said, I'll have the conversation. Yeah, you know, I'll have a conversation. You know, it's like, I'm all ears. If you got something that's, yeah. if you got something that's great, I'll talk to you about it. But they didn't. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, what they were looking for was me, my book, my you know, my business, my ability to make that money, but they couldn't come up with a, you know, they couldn't come up with a value scheme to me that would just like, you know, you know, be, yeah. you know, be so good that I would give up anything. Yeah, no, 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 thanks. Uh, it's like Charlie Finley. You remember Charlie Finley? Former Yo, under- guy. Former- yeah, Charlie Finley. He was full of gimmicks. Yeah. Charlie Finley figured out he was a smart guy. He figured out how to basically baseball Major League Baseball got themselves in a position where winning teams made so much money and losing teams made so much, made made 90% of what the winning teams did. But what he found out was losing teams could make 90% of what the of what the New York Yankees made on 10% of the salaries and overhead. Yeah. So, you know. 
He went out and got yeah. nothing players. He had baseball. He had stadiums that were empty. Nobody wanted to go play there. And it's bad <laughs> for baseball. But he's like, hey, look, I'm making a pile of money, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Remember, do you remember the time, Sony? The fans are so disgruntled. Remember the time he was somebody beat him up in in the men's room in the in the Oakland baseball stadium. I vaguely remember. I vaguely remember. That was crazy. Really Some guy beat the hell out of Charlie Finway yeah. in the bathroom because he was dissatisfied. They couldn't win a game. They were like twenty and one hundred and forty or something. Right. When but then you think about why would any why would any player in their right mind want to go to work for Charlie Finley? Why would any decent player want to go to work for Charlie Finley? Because there's I'm not going to somewhere. I'm not going somewhere I could be good. Team around me is going to suck. You know, there's 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 nothing. So that's the one thing I talk to people about is like, look, you know, you got to make sure you 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 got to know where you want to go and what you want to go do because a change in geographies, you're going to be very unhappy with it's just a change in geography. Yeah. in six months you know yeah. that's that's a challenge so i love it yeah man hey players five things i love your thing grit mental acuity drive leadership accountability team ability and intelligence that's actually more than five things but we'll we'll put it in that yeah. category yeah well, well mental acuity is kind of like intelligence so. and people who are moving towards something yeah mental acuity situational awareness task switching and learnability adaptability learnability. adaptability if you're not a fast adapter, if you're not a fast adapter yeah in today's you're world over. you're gonna get run it's a, you're standing in the middle of the road you get run over from both directions yeah so good how do people good, get a hold of you rob Rob at MR Fairfax, it's right there at the bottom. You can email me, call me, text me, or tap me on the shoulder if, if you see me walking down the street. I'm happy to talk to anybody. R. Houghton at MRFairfax.com. And obviously me, it's Craig at NorthstarESG. Yeah, man. Give us, give us a reach out. Good. Cool, Rob. Excellent, man. Great chat right. today. Talk soon. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.